we're live. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Voice Spark Live. I am, as always, your host, Nick, followed by Ben in NYC and AJ in Idaho, spanning the continent, bringing you the latest news on everybody's favorite voice assistant, Amazon's Alexa. I am broadcasting tonight from an undisclosed location. AJ's currently outside. And um, I'm in a cave and Ben's in a cave. So that's where we're at today. So let me go ahead and kick it over to Ben. Ben, you got any news for this week? Uh, no, nah, you know, what? I got a couple things. Um, I want to give a shout out to a couple people. Uh, the YW had their fundraiser this past week. Um, the YWCA of New York City uh, raised a ton of money. Um, really, really great uh, event. It was virtual this year. Usually it's a big fancy gala and they went kind of uh, all digital this year and uh, had a had a fun time helping them out and then um shout out to uh noelle she's actually helped me with something um kind of uh i wouldn't say noelle silver i, I wouldn't say it's uh you know anything crazy but i really want to thank her for uh helping me out on on something so that's what i got how about you aj what, what do you got going on and you and i and aj had a really great conversation earlier today i want to i want to bring that up we vibed out on a few things uh just life and um, um you know just development and and just working on on voice spark in general i just want to say thanks again we had a really great chat so uh aj heck what's going yeah. on with you man heck yeah uh, you know what i was gonna say i got a, I got to uh, review a skill today that i'm really happy about it's like i want to say it's gonna be like to voice the ecosystem what space ace was to video games that's what i'd like to say so i'm excited about that yeah that's really cool for sure just dealing with snow this is last this is uh what it looks like from my front porch this time last i mean year. I, I was about to say man you're you're you're, you're a really tough guy uh in a t-shirt with all that snow around you you know <laughs> yeah i'm actually using uh nvidia's uh broadcast if you have an nvidia graphics card they uh you can download nvidia broadcast studio and it'll try to use ai to trace your head and then cut the background out so just take some stress off of chrome nice mm -hmm. yeah so um, how about you nick yeah nick what do i what do i got going on well in an underground bunker or something? i well i'm in an above uh above ground bunker i was um, gonna say deep from a government government uh hideout government facility yeah um, <laughs> no but uh you know hey uh aj uh actually helped me out this week he was able to set up the stream and everything for me and really nice. irons things out because I am, uh, you know, broadcasting from work, uh, wearing the same blue shirt as nice. always. And, um, you know, you got to keep the keeping us alive. safe. That's that's essentially what you're doing. Absolutely. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. The people at least. that keep us safe, safe. You're keeping so them organized. So the big thing that I was pretty pumped about this week and I posted it on on LinkedIn was the fact that one of my skills actually got uh, developer rewards. So historical yeah, voices, historical voices got got a developer payout, which I am totally excited about, and it yep. is entered in the Beyond Voice Challenge. And I hope that I hope I win. I mean, you know, I hope I get something. So, uh, you know, yeah, participation badge. I'll take it. I'll take it. You showed up, man. That's what counts. That's it. I showed up. I gave mommy. I gave my best. Good um, for you, Nick. But anyhow, the no, you're uh, in it to win it, my man. Let's do it. I hope so. I hope so. So the good thing about tonight is, is that you know, as always, we try to do things 
that are a little bit outside of the voice, uh, the voice sphere. And what we found was an individual by the name of Kent Rader who uh, created a flash briefing. Now, what's very unique about Kent is that he has he does all clean comedy. So it's all stuff that you're like, oh, yep, that's funny. And it's really good stuff. Um, and I'm going to wait for him to get on a little bit later in the show. But I really I really latched on to his flash briefing and I made it part of my my daily routine because of the fact that it was clean comedy mm -hmm. and the fact that it was like a semi stress reducer. Everybody needs a good laugh every now and again. So I really appreciate uh, Kent joining us tonight. So um, real Where do you quick, listen to your do you do you uh, do you have an Alexa in the bathroom? Where do you listen to your your started day? Stuff? Yeah, that's a great question. Driving to work. I used to have one in the bathroom, but I'm like, can we set it so that the drop in feature only goes one direction? Because uh, I don't think anybody <laughs> wants to, to have a double drop. Going on. Now that's comedy. Driving to work. No, no bathroom usage. I'm actually anti device in the bathroom. You got to have like one place where it's like you're completely devoid of, of any type of device, right? Maybe that's a light bulb. But that's about it, yeah. right? Yep. So, um, so Nick, I get, mean, Nick, I, Nick, I can see you. Sorry to interrupt. I can see you like candles, you know, luxuriating in the bathtub, you know, <laughs> hey, taking, taking care of yourself, pampering yourself. I like that. <laughs> Pamper yourself. That's, that's my private at work. <laughs> um, Nothing wrong with that. So, Nothing wrong with that. So real quick, if we can, AJ, go ahead, do the honors. Put your finger up there to our sponsor in the sky. Lemur. 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 Lemur the conspiracy. Not yeah, go go ahead over and join the join the conspiracy. Now again, like I said, it's not tinfoil hat, mm -hmm. but it's very cool. Think about podcasts in between podcasts. That's what Lemur can offer you. It can offer you a way to connect with other people in your sphere of influence and allow you to create these social audio connections or right. uh, social audio, as they dubbed it, connections with your fans. So give it a try. Lemur. And remember Download that the, the, the a conspiracy is a gaggle of lemurs. Yeah, not a pack, not a like not a, a herd of lemurs. It's like a baker's dozen. <laughs> yeah, Delicious. not a baker's dozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but also thinking about it, it's one of those things where you, you know we all always hear of a name of a new technology or something like that, and right. it just enters our mind. It kind of bounces around like pinball. You know, but this you know, one is one to think about if you in your career in your life. If you have to communicate with your voice to people, and that's critical, take a look at it. Think about it. Think about it. It's surprisingly apropos for a lot of things that you haven't yet thought of that you will love. Yeah, agreed. I mean, it, it, it's and it's really addictive. And we talked about this a few times. It's just um, it's really, really fun. And um, it, uh, it, it's, it allows you to connect, I think, much more intimately, more than Twitter, even though, you know, we all met each other and started chatting on Twitter and whatnot, but it's, it's, you know, kind of that hybrid, I guess, if you will, but it's much more intimate in the connections and man, did they knock it out of the park with the branding? I mean, a lemur and all the meanings like the, the acronym, and then it's a conspiracy joint a conspiracy. They knocked it out of the park. Shane and Shane and team over there. Really, really great job. Yeah, it definitely hits. It, it definitely hits a lot of major points. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have them on as this month's sponsor. We got a couple more shows with them as our sponsor and uh, we are just happy to uh, spread the word about uh, about their success that they're having over there yeah um so 
with that being said, we are giving away something this month. So if you haven't had the opportunity, go on over and check out. Oh no, crazy vision because I'm on a single screen. Mm -hmm. Get check out our contest giveaway. There's four days left. We have 52 options. You got a one in 52 chance of winning yourself an Echo Auto. The only thing you have to do is go to the link in the description of the show, wherever you find the show, and there will be the contest link. Click on it. Go there. The only thing we're asking for is to check out our YouTube channel. If you check out our YouTube channel and you're like, I'm not buying what these guys are selling, you don't have to. But if you want to give us a sub, give us a sub. We would appreciate it. Give us a sub. Yeah, yeah and uh, sub. Nick hasn't caught on to uh, making it saying, okay, so next next uh, prize, you, you have to sign up to other people. <laughs> <laughs> it, hasn't, it hasn't, like, the best. The, the next one is, like, share it or get five subs. Get five of your friends to sub, and then you can be <laughs> eligible. Then, you know, it's, we're, start, we're multiplying network, at that point. <laughs> start a network marketing uh, campaign. That's uh, so one of the things. <laughs> it's an MLM now. Look out. This is across America. <laughs> By the way, were any yeah. of you guys, I mean, were any of you guys in Hands Across America? I mean, I'm old enough to to remember no. that and be a participant in that. No. And uh just that like was little hands or you just like that? Yeah, no, I was like like reaching up like this, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Main Street. Main Street. Actually, uh yeah. Uh, we lived in a, a little uh, kind of a, I don't know if it was a part of part of Pittsburgh, I guess, if you will, just north of Pittsburgh, Bellevue, PA. And right down Lincoln Avenue came came uh, Hands Across America. And I was I had my little Hands Across America T-shirt. And it was a day. It was a day That's to be had. the fastest way that COVID would spread if we did that again. Right. Literally, it would be. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know. America. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Oh man. Um, so, so what I wanted to do also is I went out on LinkedIn and I, I started putting this stuff out about having people vote for the top skills that we had reviewed on our show, the top Alexa skills. Right. So we've narrowed it down to 20 over the course of the past eight months that we've been reviewing. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm going to go ahead and bring up the big screen here and then show everybody what the form looks like and, and who's in the lead. So Ooh. we've had 40, we've had 43 responses. Now what you're thinking is, is like, okay, 43 people, but you can vote for up to five skills. So um, if you can, again, we're going to have it in the show notes, but just go over there. Um, yeah. You know, fill it out and vote. And what we're going to do now, is can they the add their own skill. Can you, can we put Ooh, a section in there? So question. You know, because that might, there might be some skills out there that, that we haven't seen yet, and this is a great opportunity that way you can add. Who knows? Well, a good uh, good question, AJ. So essentially, what we want to do is we want to filter them into the queue for next year. Right. Mm -hmm. So this uh, so what'll end up happening is it'll go from December to December, and based on that, um, they might then win a then we'll yeah that. It's, they're going to be called the Sparkies. And then we're going to uh, just draw a, uh, a first, second, and third place skill based off the number of votes. And, and there you go. But yeah, it's well, going to be a say that, that that list right there has, in my mind, it equates to a ton of really enjoyable time. One yeah, of the I things, got to spend what, trying them out. That's a great point. Stuff. One of the things I want people to think of, right? 
you can go online and you'll be able to find some find some people writing about skills you know the verge or cnet or whatever Mm -hmm. i want people to think these guys are the indie the people who are reviewing and uh, promoting indie skills you know not the mainstream stuff you know you can go to like i said you go to cnet you go wherever to get the mainstream but you're going to come to us for the stuff that's going to be more um more homebrew more stuff that's going to um you know just more indie based alexa we're we're the high fidelity of uh you know group of guys uh, that are going to give that real review like oh you like this record just yeah, kidding. that's what it's going to become. Because if you think about it, if an airline picks up putting, I don't know, Alexa devices into the seats of planes uh, for whatever reason or something like that, then you're going to, a whole huge market's going to open up mm-hmm. for the games that you play while you're spending time there. So, got to put the plant those seeds, put the time in now, and uh, get that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to rally, be a rallying point. And this makes a perfect intro. Yes, it does. Skill that we both checked out or all three of us checked out over this week called date with markiplier i don't know if i'm saying it Mark- the right way plier markiplier markiplier so let's go ahead i'm going to bring us up on the big screen again so this is it it's made by daryl keller and it has two views now what is interesting about this two is reasons. something that aj brought up it's similar to like Space Ace. It's similar to these different games that were created, these choose-your-own-adventure mm-hmm. sort of games. But the interesting thing about this skill in particular is that it allows the the individual to reprompt on a video. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen that before. Yeah. And I, think, I think this may have been the first time that, that, that this has ever occurred. And my, my, uh, my hat goes off to Daryl. Because uh, it's a it's a hell of a skill, and I think I'm going to try to have him on the show as a guest to talk about how he created it and how he actually got hooked up with Markiplier. Because Markiplier has like 20 million subscribers on YouTube. Markiplier. 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 I was like, what's a Markiplier? Yeah. If you if you if you say uh, Alexa, enable multiplier, she'll hear you. She'll she'll be like, did you mean Markiplier? So that's that worked (laughs) pretty well. And uh, yeah, basically you got this. uh, It starts out with a a doctor, uh, a date doctor, romance doctor, leaving you a voicemail, and the graphics look fantastic. And then you go on this date, and it's just happening like this dude is in front of you you don't know what to think of him and people are handing you food he's he's commenting and then a lot of bonjours in there there's so yeah so something that (laughs) could happen on a date that would be a nightmare does happen and then all of a sudden you're prompted what do you want to do do you want to do this or do you want to do that and then it's a video it's it's like a story an interactive story what's the other one that was the uh castle one that was an interactive game. Space Ace was the futuristic one. Oh, uh, Dragon's, Dragon's Lair. Yes. <laughs> yes. So this, yeah, this right Dragon's here, I think Lair. this is the equivalent of Dragon's Lair for voice slash multimodal. That's, that was the first thought that came into my head. And then when the, that's what I was saying is like some people decided to build a platform for voice skills where you could just have uh, text uh, or speech going back and forth. I was like, you know what? Some, really if you did this if you made this open source or taught you know made it so yeah. people could do this send it all to the art colleges crazy oh stories. my gosh and nick was telling me uh mr keller made a public github repo so 
you can yeah too, it's on it's actually on github so it's on github every yeah and we gotta we gotta verify so, that but that's just what we're hearing right there just yeah. that opens up some world of uh like i said I'm, I'm gonna reach out to daryl i'd like to get him on the show and just pick Me his too. brain because yeah. he made another one that is like make banana bread and again it's the exact same thing but it's more a step base where it's like step one do you have all the ingredients and like some guys like talking to you like i'm gonna help you make banana bread do you have all these ingredients you say yes and then boom you go on to the next one and then boom you go on to the next one again and so on and so forth so it's it's actually well yeah whatever we this, get to find out yeah. how much i mean the creative i felt like this particular skill just was like if like the stoicness or any kind of like staleness that you might think is like uh part of the voice experience this just popped you out of it it was like yeah stratospheric in terms of mm-hmm. like uh, what the potential can be and i think that we got to get as many people as possible to play that it's just hilarious and fun. it's a hilarious game there's a lot of really fun details in it too i mean you know uh you'll uh, laugh, d- probably you oh it was a great laugh did you did you pay for it no did you guys pay oh i the first <laughs> time i didn't i didn't pay and then we got we got thrown into the the minivan and there was one where i was got i got taken by space aliens there's like 14 different endings that these people like actually recorded it's amazing yeah it's he was crazy. a professional the, the guy yeah. says one of the things that markiplier we says really... is that he was a professional digger in one state champions <laughs> <laughs> when you're in the jail <laughs> i never made it to the jail i did so That's all when right you don't well... hit the guy with the tire iron so do you want to bring on the uh the guest of honor you want to bring on kent no i i'll watch you you're the best you're the expert you're the pro Oh, thanks, AJ. No, you I'm are. Flattered. You definitely are the, the chief. Hey, Kent, uh, welcome to Voice Spark Live. I really appreciate have, uh, you coming on tonight. Well, thank you guys for having me. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think you got a little bit of an echo there. Do you got a pair of headphones you could use? I, I don't. Uh, there, How, how's that? Is that better? Oh, yeah. Yes. That's better that better yep so oh there can you hear me there you go yes yeah i can hear you so so kent um, okay one of, the reason, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on is because uh we're trying to reach out to people who've embraced voice in their brand and for you you've you've done it with the flash briefing and what made you make that jump to voice what was the catalyst for that <laughs> Well, I had no, I had contemplated doing a podcast. What you do, yeah, yep. At at okay. one point, and the the flash briefing was something that really appealed to me because it was short, and it really got the message across that what I wanted to do, which was uh, talk about how laughter matters in reducing uh, stress and uh, improving your life. So it's perfect for me. Yeah, how'd you and, find out about it? Uh, the Alexa guy. Uh, Jeff had call, had contacted me, and I went to one of his um, uh, training sessions, and just uh, just was really impressed with it. And it's worked Thank great. You. It's easy to do. Uh, the writing, obviously, I have to write something <laughs> six days a week, which is uh, uh, because I have one live performance where I just do a recording. And uh, but it it has really improved my writing. It's it's 
Um, it's got me better focused on what I want to speak about. And I've been doing this now 23 years, so I've done it a long time, but anything that can help bring me even more focused is something that I'm all for. Nice. Multi, uh, it works for you as well. So, so Kent, you're, you're a, um, the self-described clean, uh, clean comedian, which I think Mm -hmm. is great because I think there's a, you know, there's a, a huge need for that. And um, you also do some uh, uh, public speaking. Is that correct? That is. Yeah, I, I do a lot of uh, conferences, mainly healthcare and education. And mm-hmm. then uh, I do um, uh, a couple of shows, ma- mostly in theaters now. I, I've, uh, I do a show with Jan McGinnis uh, called The Baby Boomer Comedy Show, which is clean comedy for people born before seatbelts, which you, you <laughs> two probably aren't. But <laughs> I, uh, And then I also do a show on my own called Laughter Matters, which is, which is what my uh, um, briefing is called as well, Laughter Matters. So, yeah, I, I do a couple of shows, mostly in three to 600-seat theaters. Of course, COVID is really put a damper on that. And, uh, and that's the other thing I've real, I was really happy. I had four months, I think under my belt with the flash briefing before COVID hit. And, uh, it really allowed me to focus on just the writing for it without having to write to perform as well. Yeah, that's, and we lost Ben here. Uh, Ben had a kernel panic on his Mac. So he's, yep, he's coming back, back in a minute. He's going to try to uh, reboot. Uh, and and uh, Kent, you say, uh, was it uh, Jeff Blankenberg, part of the Amazon uh, Alexa evangelism team? Yes. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Where, so where are you located? Yeah. Are you guys in, in the same state? What? Friends? How did you? I I don't really remember how we got connected. Yeah. It, uh, it was, uh, uh, it's been, <laughs> it's been a year, so I don't remember really. Um, ah. I, I actually live in Kansas City right now. Um I'm in the process of moving to Cincinnati. Both of our children are grown and both have landed in Cincinnati. And so we're in the process of moving there. We sold our house, but my wife is a school teacher. So we're sticking around here till the end of the school year and then heading to Cincinnati. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Good great. job to the uh, Alexa evangelist. That's the whole point of their department is to evangelize. So good job, Jeff. Yeah. yeah, you got yeah, something going, great. and somebody uh, you didn't have a programming background, did you? Uh, what's your background, Kit? Uh, my background's actually accounting. I'm a I was a CPA for 17 years before doing this, and uh, actually started doing financial programs to teach people how to read a financial statement. Went went into double entry accounting and how it flowed into a financial statement, how to do a budget, and the material is just so dry that I started telling stories, and uh, I loved hearing an audience laugh, and that allowed me to move into speaking, which most of the speaking I talk about is humor and stress. And um, then uh, when I, I, four or five years into that, I thought I'd like to be funnier. So I started doing open mic nights and uh, <laughs> thought I would only do it until I learned how to be funny. And, you know, by the time you actually figure it out, you've been doing it 12 years and you're headlining clubs. And <laughs> so it's just been a strange trip for me. Well, and what is it? What is the secret to being funny? Is it timing? Is it metaphor? Is, is it funny? Yeah, uh, humor. I mean, humor is laughter does matter. I mean, it's oh yeah, mental health. It's it's so important in, in reducing stress and the fact that it it changes our perspective on situations. Thus, it changes your thoughts. One of the things I talk about is that stress is based on our thoughts, and when we change that perspective, we change the thought, and thus we change the feeling. And so it's it's I just. I really 
am an advocate of bringing more humor into your life, whether it be by through a flash briefing like mine, or whether it be listening to a podcast or watching a movie, uh, also hanging out with folks that make you laugh and, uh, then developing your own sense of humor. And uh, that, that I think all of those are important, especially in this time. I mean, we were stressed out before COVID hit. And, uh, and you read the studies about how even more emotionally stressed we are because you have children at home that you're having to, having to help school and you're having to work from home and you're having to maintain a home. And so it's a, it's a very, very stressful, uh, stressful time. And, and one of the things I've, I've read so much about is the uncertainty of when we'll be yep. past this is adding additional stress to all of us. Especially, you know. Well, you know what's funny about that? I'll tell you a little, <laughs> tell you guys a little quick story. So, my kids are home. The pandemic just started, <laughs> so my kids are home. They're doing schoolwork, and my wife Jill goes to me, "Hey, just help Olivia out." You know, it's because she's Canadian, so she's like, "It's about American history or, or something." You know, <laughs> you'll be good at this. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I sit down at the computer and I start getting like, I start getting some of these wrong, like in about five minutes. And, and I'm like, yeah. this thing sucks. This isn't right. I know my history. I know what happened. I know what an ambassador is. What, what's going on here? <laughs> and, and I'm just like, for five, like it was it. That was the extent of my homeschool teaching career was, was five minutes and getting the definition of an ambassador wrong. And, you know, I've got, I've got Olivia, I've got Olivia. She's looking at me. She's like, what's going on here? And it's, it was just, it was a crazy time. So, um, I, I, I do my best, but it, yes, you're right. You're hundred percent right. It is stressful. And, um, it, if you can, if there's anything, anything that can come out of it, um, a little takeaways and, uh, and that's one of the things that really attracted me to your flash briefing was the fact that, you know, it covered everything. Like, the one, the one joke you had about being in the restaurant and the waiter or misusing the word like. And, yeah. <laughs> and you were like, you're like, if she says like one more time and I'm like, oh my God, this is hilarious. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, I thought it was great. Uh, I just I thought it was great. Ben, what's up, man? You're back. Thank you. Hey, I think uh, technical problems abound tonight, I guess. I don't know what's happening. So uh, I apologize players. for that. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Blame solar players. We we just had Kent. Uh, we were talking to Kent. Um, hey, Kent. He, he actually hooked hey, up with ben. Jeff Blankenberg and created his flash briefing based off of that. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice, That's nice. He, he was uh, formerly an accountant. So that obviously led into comedy for dryness <laughs> and natural path, public, I think, right? Speaking, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. yeah, and so uh, that we were just getting caught up with uh, yeah, Jeff Blankenberg reached out to him and then he went to a class. So we're kind well, of there. I do like to say I wasn't a very good accountant. So that that helped. That helped me change careers as well. It, yeah, it always helps out. Um, do you hear yeah. decimal places? <laughs> I always round down. <laughs> round it down. Yeah. Round it down. So, um, uh, so Kent, um, whenever you're going through and you're playing out these flash briefings, like I, one of the things I noticed on the header on like the headline, you usually, sometimes you'll have like a number next to it. Do you really have like an entire year planned out? Like there was like 347 next to some of the recordings. Do you have that many? I, I do. I think, uh, I think tomorrow 
uh, I think tomorrow's is my anniversary of one year. So it'd be, I think tomorrow's 366. And wow. so, yeah, nice I, job, man. And, and I, I do write, um, when I first started, I thought I would use material I had already written, um, and two or three days a week and then write something new. And when COVID hit, I, it, it, um, uh, it seemed so important to me that I write something pertinent. And so I started writing usually five to six a week that were about, about what was going on. And so it, it has been difficult for me to get too far ahead because we don't know what's going to happen. Um, but I, I do like, I probably have 10 written already that if I need a, a spot next week or the week after I can plug one of those in. And so, yeah, I, I write two to three hours every day, uh, wow. seven days a week. Wow. And some of it's junk. And today I probably wrote seven or 800 words that were all good. And so it, it's a, it's an odd, um, I've always done a lot of writing, but most of it was to perform. And that's the mm -hmm. other thing I've really loved about the, about the flash briefing is that it has given me chunk the material that once we are back to performing, I will take out and work it out in front of an audience and, uh, and it'll become a, a solid bit in the future at some point. Yeah. Cause, cause comedy is a, is a process like, uh, it, right. You yeah, it is. And the, the one thing I don't have because of COVID is the ability, how I work on material to perform in front of an audience is I'll go and do two or three sets a week in a comedy club, or I'll book a week in a comedy club and take 10 new minutes in and work on it. I haven't had that since March. And right. so I, when I do a zoom, I've done a number of zoom conferences, a keynote. And when I try something new, it's first time out of my mouth, basically without ever being in front of an audience. And it's, it, it's a very scary situation. So I don't have the process because of COVID. I no longer have the process I had before right. that allowed me to, to work on material. But the, but the one thing I like about the flash briefings, I've, ke I've kept, I probably have two dozen bits that'll end up being two to three minutes long once I have the That's opportunity great. to take them in and work right. them out in front of an audience and uh and get it working yeah, so, it's, so so guys think about it. it's not just about what the uh the comedian can give to you it's the you're giving something to the comedian too you're, you're it's a reciprocal process where the right. comedian Ex needs you exactly to exactly what he's yep. doing or she's doing that's right that, that, that's about it that way before yeah it's, that, it's, that's kind of what i was thinking is like can you feed, you feed off the energy of the crowd and if you like if you're bombing you know you're bombing but if not you you, you, you <laughs> get that <laughs> you get that gratification immediately right so um right. And, and you know that it that it's that it's working but you know do you can't you think like this would be the process going forward for you now kind of working out material in this manner before you before you take it on the road or before you do you think it's be the new process yeah, i i yeah Without a doubt, this is going to be, this has become an integral part of my writing process. And the one thing I have, I have noticed is I, I, my new opening, I've, I've got um, four and a half minutes of new opening that has all come from COVID and it's all, every bit of it has come from these flash briefings, uh, maybe one or two lines I had before. Mm -hmm. Everything else has been now taken from the flash briefings, compiled into one bit that mm -hmm. is about four and a half minutes long. And, and um, yeah, it's definitely a, an aspect. It's a different, it's a different type of writing, but it is also, uh, it's a, 
it's an additional step in my writing process. One of the things that uh, my daughter, who is a Shakespearean actress, she works, she's a performer oh, wow. at the Cincinnati Shakespeare Company. Hmm. Um, and she, she and I, she had done a 10 minute uh, uh, one woman play as a broadcaster, a, a, a news broadcaster. And so she and I started writing a few weeks ago. Every Sunday, we take the week's news and together we write up um, funny bits about from the week's news for this broadcaster to perform. And so she, we do six, five, six minutes every Sunday on the news that she performs and she's actually on my flash briefing. I have her on there and it has been an aspect of me having to write almost for actually write for a, a somebody else. Everything I've written for the last 23 years has been for me to perform, but mm -hmm. now I'm having to write thinking of it, it, uh, the um, great comedian, Vic Henley, who passed away from COVID mm -hmm. uh, wrote a number wrote for years for Jeff Foxworthy and Bill Ingvall. And he had told me years ago, he said, you know, it's a, you got to put yourself into their mindset and their mm -hmm. voice. And all of a sudden now I'm having to write once a week for a different voice. And that has even expanded what I write. Um, yeah. Most of what I wrote this morning, which was about 500 words, were for that broadcast on Sunday. And um, and I'm starting to really enjoy that. I don't think I could write for anybody other than than uh, Maggie, but or my daughter, but... Um, but yeah, I, I've enjoyed that process too, because it's a, it yeah. it forces me to think in a different way to write for somebody else that's funny. Yeah, AJ, you were saying. Uh, you know, it's just that every time that uh, I hear somebody mention something about their personal opinions about voice assistants or certain companies, my mind always goes to the fact that they are not considering the scale of what these the what what alexa can do mm -hmm. kent's a perfect example of that now you, you're talking about one individual here who's getting time he's 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 got a platform for himself to yeah. help other people to help himself he's growing uh in his his preferred field and in having those activities and that's just what it's just amazing but then it leads to the bigger picture that what happens to society if we don't take care of our artists, our comedians, mm -hmm. our satirists, our musicians, our poets? What's left? It's not a good picture. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need to talk about that. And yeah. we thank you for doing that, Ken. That that's uh, that's one of the things that uh, Ben and uh, Nick and I were talking about is that. You know, let's look for some folks that do a thing and then they decided they were going to put that effort out. And what was their story about? Yeah. What did they experience by uh, trying to go down voices path? And, mm -hmm. and what are the stories there, good, bad or otherwise? Yeah. So one right. of the things that one of the things that I wanted to ask Kent uh, was. Have you ever thought about making a custom skill because you have the flash briefing? But if you have all of these like uh, uh, flash briefings that are kind of like piling up on you, like if you have 365 of them, if you were able to right. categorize, if you're able to categorize them and maybe have like a custom Kent uh, Raider flash briefing, like open Kent Raider clean comedy, she opens it up and the, oh, what kind of category do you want? Uh, give me, you know, uh, dining out. And then right. it goes to a certain category, plays that. And then there you go. Have you ever thought about doing that? 
I have. One of the one of the things that I would like to do over the next couple of months is do exactly that and take all of the flash briefings I've had and try to categorize them and say, mm-hmm. there's a pattern. Every Monday I do something about management and a management yeah. skill. And I call it Management Monday. And I'd like to compile all of those. And then I would like to compile uh, eventually the ones for uh, basically that I've written exclusively for COVID for whatever you may, whatever difficulty you may be going through or whatever mm-hmm. the ca- chase may, case may be. Um, and so, but I, <laughs> I have them. I don't know how well organized I am with them. And so that's going to probably take me some time to, to get that going. But yeah, I, you know, I would you, love to do that. Buy tickets or find out, you know, you know, once this clears up, but that skill would be able to be able to do that a, a little bit more. Cause I've been thinking about that for, uh, I've been listening to Pandora. I have a comedy station on Pandora. And I mean, right, right. now I have I, a, a YouTube video of Mark Norman and Sam Morrill, uh, who I never heard of before until Pandora, but now they're like friends. I trust them. I trust comedians. I genuinely trust comedians because I feel like <laughs> you can poke fun. That's at probably a mistake on your part, AJ, but. I'm not saying in a personal you know, way, but I mean in the sense of trusting right. that their mind is, is, uh, is, is, is on guard and very vigilant to things that could creep right. in. Aware. Is, you know, yes, mm-hmm. they're very right. aware. And, uh, and, and it's funny because during the lockdown, if you're t- looking at stress uh, reduction techniques, you can you can motivate yourself to exercise. You probably could force yourself to change your diet or drink more water, but it, you can't necessarily make yourself laugh. You, you can't. So I think that comedy is one of those those things where you're a little dependent right. on somebody who has that talent, who's put that practice in. Yeah. And it's kind of a need, like a gas station mentally for your mind. Right. Well, uh, it, you know, I w- Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. One of the things I I was really fortunate in having is that back to the process of how I how I write to perform is that I record every every show I do, uh, mm-hmm. whether it be a ten minute set in the comedy club or whether it be a ninety minute show in a theater. I mm-hmm. record everything, and so when I started these, I had uh, basically what I did is I broke up many of those recordings into little one to two minute segments. And mm. that's what I put on on Saturday. So it's just a live uh, uh, two to three minutes of just live forming. I was, the thing I love about that is that you hear, you can hear the difference between a comedy club where there's a hundred people and a theater where there's a thousand people. I mean, you can hear the difference in the, in the laughter or in the, in even oh, the yeah. way my voice comes off. And, mm-hmm. I, I love that difference in sound. And I was fortunate I had all those recordings because uh, um, most comedians don't record uh, everything they do like I do because then I go back and listen to it to try to improve it. But um, that is one aspect I I really like. And I'm looking forward. Excuse me. No, it's okay. There was a delay. Uh, Go ahead. I stepped on your toes there. One of the things I'm really looking forward to is <laughs> getting back onto a stage and having more, having some of this stuff that I've done on flash briefing now show up in a live segment yeah. in the future. Yeah. And, and I think it's great because what you have, you already had a base, right? Now imagine right. if you can turn those people that are sitting in the audience because they're fans already, they're coming to the show. 
Now, right. um, most of them probably have um, an Echo device or some sort of other right. smart smart home speaker. You can turn those into regular users. Mm-hmm. So not, right. not only are they going and they're sitting in the seats at the theater, but they're also enjoying Kent Raider whenever they need a quick laugh at home. They need to, you know, um, lighten up the mood. And uh, I think it's, I think that's awesome. And, you know, the funny thing was I was driving home and it was a Sunday. And it was funny you brought that up about Sunday with you and your daughter because it said now from Laughter Matters. And I'm like, what is this? And it was uh, <laughs> what it was, was it was his daughter pretending to be a White House correspondent or something like that. And and I thought it was right. the funniest thing. I was like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. And and I think it's great that you have that sort of connection, you know, with your daughter and you guys are keeping um, keeping that sort of close contact, especially, you know, somebody like me. I have two daughters. Uh, one's uh, eight and the other one's five. And, you know, it kind of gives me hope that as you get older, you could still share in those sort of uh, father daughter connection things. I think yeah, that's I never really thought cool. of that till just now. Dude, that's yeah. You could pass that on to other younger comedians or they could talk to right. you about what you experienced and. Yeah, we have a situation right. where people, but, comedians can't. Well, Maggie and I write really, really well together. Uh, she's She's got a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I'm looking forward to when we get to Cincinnati, because we actually bought the house next door to Maggie, what I'm looking oh. forward to is actually writing in person instead of uh, I send her what's written and she sends it back and we talk over the telephone. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, back to Nick, your, your children go from you being the caregiver to – them being a, a peer, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, because I mean she's she's a an extremely talented performer herself and very funny, and so it's and she's now she I think she's just written her sixth play mm. that is being produced and wow. she does a number of little short things and so she's an incredible writer as well and so um, I'm fortunate to have her because if, if I run something past her she'll tell me the truth you know whereas. Uh, my son is afraid to hurt my feelings. Uh, my wife is afraid to hurt my feelings, but, uh, and everything I tell my mother is the funniest thing she ever heard, you know, but, but if I tell it to Maggie, she'll tell me the truth. And, uh, that's, I, I really need that at times. Yeah. You know, I think you bring up a good point and you said you had, you said you had two kids and I'm starting to notice this with people, with people who have, uh, two kids. Is your daughter the oldest? No, she's the youngest. She's the youngest. Okay. <laughs> So there's yeah. one of the things that I see, uh, even in my relationship, is the the oldest one is so much like me that it's almost like a carbon copy, and the youngest one is so much like my wife. It's she's like a carbon copy of my wife, and it's <laughs> right. it's it's very very funny how how uh, how you know one will go to one parent if they want something and they know they can get it, and another will go to another parent if they want this. It's it's a very very interesting dynamic. But see, I yeah, can he's see, saying that, yeah. dude, it like family issues that are unresolved. You either have to go to therapy or you have to be able to laugh at it. Like, <laughs> right? That's it. That whole thing about the parent. <laughs> so, so Ben, what's up? What do you got cooking? You got a question for Kent? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's well, I mean, Ken, my I, I, I the. 
Nick knows you in, in and out, but I, I, I did a, a quick dive on your site and it, it was funny because like you, you talk about having all these old recordings and whatnot. And I saw one of your videos and it, you started the video with uh, something like develop. You're talking about develop your own sense of humor, see it, see it in everyday life in a stressful time. And then you said, I love I love this hand sanitizer. And I'm like, that looked like it might have been recorded a few years ago, but it seems like so on point for what, what we're going through today. <laughs> and I just thought it was so funny. Um, but. My wife was the one we went and saw. This is 20 years ago. We went and saw the movie As Good as a Gift. Melvin Udall, the obsessive compulsive. Yeah, and she good. was the funniest thing she ever saw because that was me on the screen. I mean, I have obsessive compulsive <laughs> tendencies. And, and one of the things I, I, the one of the new bits I have now is I've cleaned every tray table. I've taken over a thousand flights in 23 years. I've cleaned every tray table with a disinfectant wipe. And the last flight I took was with my wife in March. And the, I cleaned the tray tables and the lady next to us asked if she could have a disinfectant wipe. I gave her one. I pull out my hand sanitizer and she goes, my, you come prepared. And I go, I know nobody ever talks about the positive aspects of OCD, you know? You and go. I told my wife, I said, I don't look so crazy now, do I? And the funny <laughs> thing is that it, when everybody else was out buying hand sanitizer, I have not bought a bottle of hand sanitizer since March. And I still had two one liter bottles of hand sanitizer in this house and so it's like it's like you know i don't look so crazy now with all the obsessive compulsive but yeah, it's that's, the old school, that's one it's of the, the yeah it's the old school boy scout motto be prepared right so uh i have right. one other question do you, do you know another former famous accountant that became a uh, comedian that's well really well known uh, bob newhart yeah there it is bob that's newhart. What I'm for. yeah <laughs> he, he actually said something to me one time about he he had he knew I was an accountant at one point. I actually he he lasted about a year. I think he said, yeah. I actually lasted seventeen. So he he gave me the award for being the <laughs> the longest accountant. <laughs> so can is there are there any other uh, like skills that you really love or or enjoying right now? Just kind of any it could be anything you know that 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 you that you really love. I I have really uh, Jan McGinnis who uh, she does one called Finding the Funny. Uh, which I have really enjoyed. Jan and I do some shows together and have really enjoyed her pieces on there. Um, uh, she's taken uh, finding the funny in everyday life, which, which yeah. is, which I think is important for all of us, especially, especially with COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially yeah. because he just, yeah, with COVID, he just implied that, well, the, it implies that you know the yeah. future of Darwin, Darwinian future of humanity is all the people with OCD <laughs> because they're the only ones that really <laughs> they <are>. survive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look that up because I, you know, I'd like to get get her on the show too and get her perspective. So it, it's your your flash briefings made by a company called Five Star Briefing. Um, where how does that look? So yeah. Now, how does that whole process work? Do you log into a, uh, like a, like a portal and then you upload the file or, or what's the technical? I, technical I, I record, I, I record them on my telephone and convert them to an MP3 file, um, upload them to, uh, Jimmy, who actually is the, uh, she is in Spain oh, who actually is going to post everything. Um, nice. and, um, I also, then I share, a, a um, Google Docs document with her of all the text mm -hmm. and she posts them and, and it's, it's a simple, simple little process. Um, yeah. Occasionally she has to wait on me because uh, I've had some sort of uh, glitch as I've had here tonight, some sort of computer glitch, but um, 
but yeah, it's, it's an excellent, excellent little process. And, uh, um, the one thing I love is that Jimmy will about once a week, will send me an email back saying, you made you made me laugh at this one at, at such and such. And so that's, that's kind of the litmus test for me is that if I make Jimmy laugh, she's actually listening to him. So <laughs> that's nice. Right. That's, that's a good. good sign. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So one of the things I want to do is I want to bring, uh, bring your stuff up on the big screen here just so everybody can see it and see what it looks like. So I'm going to go ahead and hit this and then go over here. Nope. Nope. The other one. So this is what it looks like by five star briefings, laughter matters, clean comedy and stress reduction. It's got 12 reviews and essentially uh, this is going to give you the breakdown, uh, a little bit of Kent's background, what he does, how he does it. Uh, he's been heard on NPR talk uh, of the nation and Sirius satellite radio. So that's cool. And he, uh, he has a comedy DVD CD titled, Kent Raider, the Grand Wizard of Comedy, released in 2014. Um, it is a flash briefing. It's available in the U.S. Now, Kent, is this available in other regions as well or just the U.S.? No, it's available. I'll, matter of fact, um, uh, I, I don't know how people hear about it. One of the most um, listened to ones I had was uh, the week after the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And I, oh, yeah. I commented on how I had, I was around 50 years ago when they won. And it was one of the most listened to I had. And a third of them were people in Ireland. So I have no idea how I end up like that. Yeah, speaking so of, speaking of Ireland, our sponsor, Lemur. Lemur. Yep. That's where they're based out. Want to go ch yeah, check out uh, Lemur. It's uh, like a Twitter, but instead of text, oh, okay. it's audio. And it's just all about the voice. So it's instead of Twitter, instead of text going back and forth, it's audio right. recordings going back and forth. And uh, that, that could be a platform for you. I, I will. And yeah. so the other thing that I wanted to bring up real quick is Kent's uh, LinkedIn profile. So right. um, I, hope, I hope Kent doesn't get mad. Oh, look at that one mutual contact, me and, me and Ben. Falvo. Um, but, um, but anyhow, this is, uh, this is Kent's profile. So if anybody wanted to get in touch with him on a professional level, this is where you'd go. Yeah. He doesn't capitalize the K. I noticed that you don't capitalize well, your, the K. That's, that's not on purpose. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause you got it on your name here too. <laughs> I've got it on here too. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, that's his style. That's his, uh, branding. Yeah. It cost me a hundred thousand bucks to come up with my branding. Just yeah, no, no, that's okay. that's just not on purpose. <laughs> okay, um, you gotta say it was. So, You're like, yeah, totally been doing that. So what? Uh, there was another question I was gonna ask you. So that I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I really think that's cool that you're out there. You're out there doing it. You're you're doing it with the uh, with the flash briefing. Uh, like I said, I think it's some funny stuff. It's part of my daily routine, and um, uh, we actually, I I know I I reached out to you, but we actually created a video on it, and we put it up on YouTube as well because what we wanted to do is show people exactly what they were getting whenever they down, whenever they added this to their flash briefing, we feel, oh, okay. we feel that there is a big uh, disconnect between the actual visual side of, of skills and the, the usage. And if we could show people what they're getting into, then they would be more inclined to even try it out. So that's why we created the YouTube channel. That's why we created the podcast. We just want to be more, uh, 
you know, like showing people like this is what you're this is what you're buying into. So give this yeah, a try. So, so skills are a lot like trying to describe a taco. You know, it's like yeah, you're not gonna until you try it. It's not gonna do very much. It does something, but <laughs> mostly the talk can only just get you to try it. So <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I like that describing so a taco. So with that being said, we're coming up on about 50 minutes. AJ, do you got any last questions for Ken? I, I did. Uh, maybe we could talk about this a little bit afterwards. I always, when I was a little kid, we used to go to church. I used to notice the reverb playing a huge part in the speech patterns of the, of, of the sermon. That the reverb, there's reverb. And now when you listen to like a Chris Rock uh, big concert stadium, and this is a comment towards on your acoustics, that there's such an interplay between the acoustic fade out of the room and the timing and then also even laughter in bigger groups you can hear those longer swells of laughter and i'm super interested in that subject so i wanted to add some credibility to that because as an audio engineer my, my job is to recreate different acoustic spaces and those things matter hugely for films um, and i've never had the chance to talk to somebody that relies on that so i thought that was very cool and then just uh, as a last thing, uh, question, uh, I'm just always trying to, as much as I can, get the uh, message out there that it's, it's not just that we like humor, it's that humor reflects a healthy state of mind, uh, being skeptical, being uh, communicating richly, talking and describing things that affect everybody, but in a way that everybody understands and creates like equality, true equality, where laughter and things like that. So I just want to give one last uh, opportunity for you to comment as a comedian about what you recommend for people and, uh, you know, what your you know, how, as a comedian, how important that is. If you could comment on that for, for health and well-being and sanity. Well, um, like, like I said earlier, there've been, they've done tremendous amounts of research. The first one was done by a guy named, uh, named Norman Cousins, who was stricken with a serious illness in the 1960s, and he wasn't very happy with the healthcare. So he checked out of a hospital, checked into a hotel, watched Marx Brothers movies, and um, Alan Funt, who was the candid camera, the guy at the time, would bring over outtakes. And he, he realized that 10 minutes of laughter uh, worked as a natural painkiller, and it would afford him two to three hours of pain-free sleep. So Dr. Lee Burke at Loma Linda University School of Medicine read that book. He wrote a book called Anatomy of an Illness, and Dr. Burke wondered, do we, you know, what happens when we laugh? And it, it actually, our serum cortisol levels in our blood diminish, our active T lymphocytes in our blood increase. Both of these spur our immune system, which is what, what keeps us healthy. It, laughter, I, you know, I think it has been known, maybe we don't always know the scientific aspect, but we, I think for generation after generation, we have known the benefits of laughter. We just feel better when we laugh. And, you know, there are, I, I talked to a friend of mine, Mike Preston, who's a comedian today, and we laughed uproariously for 10 minutes. And I felt better today than I have all week, just because I actually sp spoke to somebody who makes me laugh, which is probably the, <laughs> the hardest right. thing to do anymore is make a comedian laugh. Because what we do is we'll, we'll see something, we'll go that, oh, that's funny, you know, and, <laughs> but we never laugh anymore, you know, and so uh, I have a few comedian friends that that do make me laugh, and my brother makes me laugh, which uh, isn't it because he's much. I think he's funnier than I am. He just doesn't want to do it in front of an audience. So it, the benefits of laughter are tremendous, physical and emotional, and yeah. and it doesn't cost anybody a thing 
to, to laugh. Uh, one of the things I talk about in a corporate setting is, is hang out with those folks that make you laugh and make them leaders in your organization because they, they will, it helps retain employees. It helps people tap into the creative problem solving skills that we all possess. It's just, it's a tremendous benefit both at work and at home and in so our lives in general. And better looking. <laughs> Well, I'm proof that neither one of the neither one of those are true. <laughs> oh man, that's that's funny. Yeah. So you, you mentioned you mentioned Chris Rock, who's a, a friend of mine, and Chris is Chris is the one who. Um, uh, I, I wish Benjamin were here. I I met Chris, in, of course, in New York City at comedy clubs, and uh, had to had to follow him one night and. Then the second time I saw him in a club, he followed me and he, um, he came up to me and he said, you know, I tell everybody that when they start out right clean, because you don't know if it's truly funny, if you don't try it clean, he said, you can dirty it up later if you want. But he said, unless, and he, he told that night, he said, every time I start something new, I, I do it clean because I don't truly know what is funny until I've done it clean. And, and that's the one thing that, um, that I, I really held uh, that I strictly held to was to work clean because I never felt comfortable. I never wanted profanity, profanity to be the punchline. I want and I have nothing against profanity. I just didn't want it to be the punchline. And so that's why I work clean because it forced me. And especially at a second show on a Friday night in a comedy club, I had to be funny. Because yep. they give you no slack, you know. Yep. Interesting. That is pro yeah. level stuff. Like I was telling Nick, if I were, if I could just wave a magic wand and pick two, one person to be my my friend, it, it would probably be Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock, and specifically yeah. because of the way their minds work, and we could be in a you know terrible situation, and their minds can turn that around, and it takes a lot exactly. to make me really lose my crap but uh sometimes when i'm feeling sick or a little bummed out i will watch uh east ventura one or something but it really isn't the same unless you're with people and you could just laugh together and you just heal i don't know any other way to right say it. you know what my you know i <clears throat> i have a quick story about that so when i joined the coast guard 20 years ago i uh there was a christmas that was coming up where we were going to be getting underway i was going to get on a boat uh, mind you, I was in Seattle. Anyhow, I was a continent away from my parents in Pennsylvania, but my dad hands me this package and he's like, listen, whatever you do, op do not open this up till Christmas or unless you're having a really bad day. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I opened it up on Christmas and it was Chris rocks, uh, bigger and blacker. It was a DVD like <laughs> for an hour. And I'm going to tell you what I laughed so hard. It made Christmas because by far that was probably the worst Christmas that I ever experienced because it was like somebody died, you know, you'd walk right. through the, through the mess deck and people just, you know, had their heads down. Right. And, but man, that I'll, I'll never forget being there with my friend and watching this DVD and just laughing and laughing hysterically. And I loved it. And I was like, God. I was like that. That's it. That was good. That I'll, yeah. I'll always remember it. So Kent, I, uh, I, I oh go ahead. Oh, I, I grew up. I grew up listening to Richard Pryor, and I oh. was, 
I didn't think you could get any better than Richard Pryor. And cause mm -hmm. he was a storyteller. That's what I loved about it. Yeah. yeah. But, to, but I tell you, uh, Dave Chappelle, I think is the greatest comedian that's ever lived. Uh, <laughs> I, I, a friend of mine, Mo Ambers opened for Dave. And uh, so I, I watch him like I'm dissecting an animal because it is, oh my gosh, I wished I had thought that, or I wish, you know, I mean, he's the great, I think he's one of the greatest. Of course, Chris is a great comedian too. I mean, you don't, you don't get any smarter than Chris Rock either. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I love them both. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're great. Right? They're yeah, great guys. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, they say that too about, uh, you know, if you're going to do business with somebody or have a platonic, but maybe like serious relationship or you're pondering that you're, they tell you to imagine being, you know, an environment like what's behind me. Like if you're, your car ran out of the gas in a snowy road right. and it was going to be two days before you're going to get rescued. Would you want to spend two days in a car with that person? That's kind right. of the extension of that thought process. And I was thinking, well, what if I was ever trapped at the end of apocalypse or something like that? Who would I want to have around me? Honestly, it would be one of those two. And Nick right. and Ben, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, you say well, thank that you now. Thank you so much, Ken. Yeah, so Pardon Ken, me? Uh, I'll, uh, thank you for coming on the show. So thank you guys for having me. So, Kent, this is the last question. Now, this is a tough one. This is something that is okay. like 60 minutes, you know, uh, uh, Mike you're Wallace. You have to rely on your accounting training for to answer this. It, it, <laughs> it's deep. It gets deep. So, have you subscribed to Voice Spark, Alexa, and more on YouTube? I believe I have. I think we, I did when when you first contacted me. I'm sure I have. So, yeah, if I haven't, I will tonight. <laughs> Awesome. I've got, well, thank I've you got very a dorky, much. Ken. I've got a dorky uh, joke, and I and I do this. This is I did study some accounting when I was younger, and it, if I go to a store or something like that, and the person uh, behind the counter is being annoying, I like to. And it's from accounting, is something I met accidentally said. So they'll ask me how I want to pay, and I say credit. Oh, okay. Say say that one more time. I say I say I. They ask people ask me how uh, I want to pay. Uh, and I to tease him, I say credit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a combination that is a, of debit and credit, but that isn't dorky at all. That's very creative. I like it. <laughs> credit. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey Kent. Um, again, we're we're crossing the hour time time limit here. We had a great time having you on. This was awesome. Well, thank and, you guys for having me. And you're welcome back it's anytime. And well, thank we, you. And tell Benjamin I, I was good meeting him as well. Oh, we he's will. He's having and, solar flares out there in New York messing yeah. up the yeah. computer. Yeah. He's got this like 2008 Mac that's running like Mountain yeah. Lion or something. It's, it's rough. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but, well, uh, I, I, I was going to tell him I had an apartment in New York City that I shared like a, like a, a, rent, like a rental with five or six other comedians. So I'd go up there and work a week at a time and do the club, do three or four sets a night. And as obsessive and compulsive as I am, I yet I love the subway. I absolutely love riding the subway, and that is so out of character for me. So I was gonna, I wanted to say something to him about because I do, I love riding on the subways. So anyway, again, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, hey, no thank problem. You. Hang out on the line uh, if you don't mind, and we'll chat with you after uh, we get off the air.
Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, cool. Uh, stand by, Kent, and we'll bounce you out and say some nice things about you and then close out the show. Well, that was really cool. Um, we lost Ben there. I don't know where he went. But that is, it is a tragedy. They're so with that tornadoes. In New York City? Remember, he messaged us. He said they had a tornado last night. They had to go check and see what was up with that. Oh, that was a couple nights know. back. I don't. I don't I know. Think, I haven't heard from. I think that's. Uh, I think that's some Ben Favlo fake news we got going on. I, <laughs> I think that's uh, FFN hashtag FFN. <laughs> so anyhow, um, moving on. Uh, if you can go ahead and check out Lemur. Lemur is an awesome platform. It's going to help you connect more with your audience on a more personal level. Yeah, it's and social it's not audio. Lemur, L E M U R. It's L I M O R, because which stands for it's an acronym. Less is more. Less is more. Bingo. I E dot I E L I M O R dot I E, and it says join the conspiracy, and that's again because it's a conspiracy is essentially a gaggle of lemurs. And with that being Baker's said, doesn't. AJ, are you ready for the outro? Yes. All right, brother, let's do it.